Hello everyone, this is Alvaro Cortez Jr. aka Lance Danger welcoming you back to the Serene Chaos Podcast. Thank you all so much again for joining me once again. If you're listening to this on Patreon, uh, this is actually going to be the last episode of 2021. But if you're listening to this anywhere else, that means that this is actually the first episode of 2022. Greetings, I am Alvaro Cortez Jr., a.k.a. Lance Danger soon-to-be 16-year veteran of indie comics and webcomic making. And to start this party right, uh, please let me indulge, please indulge with me, if you will, as I shill Truthful Comics, formed by Manuel Calmona, Francisco Rivera, and your humble servant. You can give us a visit at our website at www truthfulcomics.com where you will find a variety of webcomics done by yours truly. You'll also be able to find blogs, vlogs, video, a shop tab that will direct you to Indie Planet where you can purchase some of our physical or digital downloads of our comics and such. You can definitely check out Project New Wave, which was created and illustrated by the way talented Manuel Carmona. It was colored by the fantastic colorist Francisco Rivera, and it was written by me. Issues number one and number two are available with issue number three either already available by the time this recording comes out, or it's going to be available very, very soon by the time this recording is out to the general public outside of Patreon. You'll also find Nevermind, the original 12 strips. Nevermind, Truthful Comics Edition, Stupid the Cat, Truthful Comics Edition 1, and Fred Peterson, the Mighty Warlord, the, this going to have the book one prologue, the webisodes short stories one, and issues one through two. And if you would like to check out even more of my own stuff, you can go to my website where you can read my, my more personal blog and more personal content at www.artofalvaro.com. Now, last time we left, we spoke about my writing process and the uh, inspiration behind Nevermind. This time, I'd like to talk about the visual aspect of Nevermind. Unlike Fred Peterson, the Mighty Warlord, the visual aesthetic of Nevermind has been consistently changing since its creation. Since the very beginning, I wanted to be very, very experimental with this web strip. I went for a very sketchy, dirty kind of look for 
the original strip. I didn't even ink the original strips. Basically what I did is that I would just pencil sketch everything, scan it into the computer, and then I'd adjust the brightness of the line art on Photoshop so the line art would look darker. I would look to other strips like Tom Beelan's True Story, Swear to God for inspiration, um, the visual aspect as well. Um, but at the same time, trying not to emulate his line work, I did take a lot of visual cues from his visual storytelling and the timing with the comedy, with the visual gags and some of the more comedic strips that he would do. So I definitely borrowed a lot from him as a storyteller. Another visual inspiration was Keith Knight from the strip The K Chronicles, where Tom Bielan's line art is more flowy and looked more like animation. Knight's line work was sketchier and to me it felt more raw. So to me it had this sort of kinetic energy that I really, really appreciated and I still do and it definitely influenced a lot of the look of Nevermind. Since Nevermind is a strip that is based on my own life, I didn't have to rack my brain to find references for the artwork and whatnot. The references were my parents, my sister, my pets, my friends, and of course myself. So when I made the strip initially, it was just a super simplified, sketchy versions of all of us, really. And again... Since I saw this as a raw experiment that I wanted to do at the time to kind of test the waters of webcomic making, I wasn't really counting on people to even be reading the strip at the time. So it kind of had this sort of anything goes kind of energy to it, really. So I didn't really do character sheets for the strip. With something like Warlord, for example, I had done character designs and character sheets before I actually started doing comics for them to an extent. I already had like that visual cue of like, what I wanted to do. But never mind, kind of has that same element to it as I mentioned with the writing aspect in the last episode that pretty much what you saw online is what you got. I would come up with the title and the situation, like I mentioned, the writing process video, and I would sketch out the page lightly, and then I would rearrange the pacing and the panels as much as the story needed. Then I'd write the dialogue traditionally on the page with a pen, and after I did the lettering with the pen, then I would tighten up the sketches with my pencil so that the scanner could pick up the line art. And as I mentioned before, I would just darken that line art on Photoshop so it could be more distinguishable. So those original 12 strips, and to an extent the other four seasons of Nevermind that followed, are all almost like improv again, like I mentioned in the previous episode of this podcast. Now, 
as I made more seasons, I would experiment with the art more. After I saw that to my surprise, that I actually was getting readers for the strip, for the second season, although I did experiment on the artwork, I even used a little bit of coloring in that first strip because traditionally the entire series is in black and white, and I mixed in a little bit of mixed media art for the first strip of the second season as well, and I kind of polished the art a little bit more by actually inking it as well. So it had a bit of a more finished look to it. Part of it was also giving the readers the acknowledgement that I do take criticisms to heart and I take them into consideration. So I definitely will go over it and think it. And if that criticism does apply to something that could improve my artwork or it can improve the reading experience for the readers, I definitely will take that into consideration and make any adjustments that I may need to make. And one of the one of the criticisms was that the art sometimes was a little too sketchy and detracted from the story because it was either too sketchy that it wouldn't be understandable or it was a little too experimental in nature. So season two onwards, I started inking the strips and made it a bit more streamlined. And everyone seemed to universally prefer it that way. And that's how it's been ever since. What I do for the covers for Nevermind, I kind of think about either a strip in particular that I would like to kind of showcase on the cover or I can just try to be as experimental as I can try to get away with as well, uh, but experimental within the context of the content of the strips that I chose for that particular season. For example, the original cover to season one was an old picture that was taken of me when I was in school. I took that photo, I scanned it into my PC back then, and I added surreal imagery to the picture. Part of it was because, since it was an experimental strip, and I based it on myself, sometimes it actually did feel surreal that I was remembering many instances and aspects of my life and my past, and that I was putting it down on paper for part for potentially at least one person to actually read that. So I guess that surreal cover was in a way how I was feeling myself when I was starting to make this original season. And it did resonate with some of the readers. Um, one of the readers actually said that it reminded them of Dave McKean covers for Sandman, which was a huge huge compliments, still probably one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten as an artist, so I really do appreciate that. And for example, for uh, the second season of Nevermind, the original cover was just a simple sketch of our family cat uh, laying down on the floor since I had included him in a strip for the first time. Uh, without knowing that the strip would actually go on to become one of the most strips in particular that became the most popular at the time. So I just kind of took it because I thought it was a fun little thing to do. 
and I love Cat, and I love that cat in particular as well. So I thought it was just a fun little thing to do, and not necessarily because I thought that was like going to be the breakaway strip from that season or something because you never really can tell those things as i mentioned before sometimes the strip that you think is probably going to be the most popular or the one that people will find the funniest is the one that everyone is going to ignore compared to the one you probably thought wasn't going to be that great so a lot of this is really out of your hands and the public really decides uh, which one is going to be popular and which one is going to be funny and whatnot. So, in terms for the cover, I just look over the list that I make of the titles of the strips and I go from there. Um, from there, I'll look over those covers, um, sorry, those titles and sometimes like those sentences that I'll use to describe that strip in particular. And if I see kind of like some underlying connection between the strips, I allow myself and give myself artistic liberty to go a little more surreal with the cover. But if I don't see like any kind of underlying connection or whatnot, or it would serve the comic better to just do a image based on one of the strips, then I'll just uh, choose one of the strips that I feel more comfortable with and make an image of that. You know, at least an image that will look kind of striking and will get enough curiosity out of a person to actually want to read what's going on. So, in a nutshell, that's pretty much the process of the original strips of Nevermind when I would do the artwork process. Now with the Truthful Comics edition, that's a little bit different because I'm working with strips that already exist. And for those that don't know, or if you don't remember, quick recap, the same thing that happened with Fred Peterson, The Mighty Warlord, and some of my other webcomics, um, I have lost the original artwork to many of those stories that I had done before. I um, I didn't have that many backup. Sometimes I would back it up on a CD, you know, burn the images in a CD or whatever. But sometimes things get scratched and damaged. Floods happens. A lot of storms in Puerto Rico happened, especially during hurricane season. So I really did lose a lot of that original artwork. So I had to kind of make do with how to do this. Um, the only reason I was able to do the Never mind the original 12 strip collection that I self published through Truthful Comics last year was because I randomly found a PDF file of the original uh, mini comic that I had printed out of issue number one back when I was living in Puerto Rico. So what I did was that I took those PDF files, I embellished it a little more so the art could be a little, um, better and the lettering a little more readable, so to speak. It kind of just like made, made it go through like a high definition process, I guess. 
And I was able to, luckily enough, at least get the original 12 strips printed again in a second edition that actually did pretty well. So what I'm doing for the Truthful Comics edition is that I'm scanning the... I take the original artwork that I still have online when I published the comic and I will upload that into my Mac and then I would put it up on Clip Studio and I will have it as a separate layer and then I kind of play around with it digitally. Um, I digitally sketch where I might need to do some changes to the story elements if I have to add or detract the panel or whatnot or just change it completely. And, you know, essentially using it as a guide as I illustrate over it digitally on my um, XP pen. And uh, ever since I've been doing the TC editions, I went for an even more slick look for the artwork. Uh, once again, looking at Tom Bielan art for inspiration, but also this time looking more at mangas. Uh, some of my favorite mangas, such as Garekano, which is a romantic comedy manga, uh, which is also known as His and Hers Circumstances. And also I would go through my other mangas where the mangakas or the manga creators do these little small vignettes in the in between chapters, like kind of small editorials where they illustrate themselves in a cartoony fashion. Uh, just to talk about uh, things that have been happening in between manga volumes about their life or how they're reacting to the success or lack of success to their mangas or to the anime adaptations or video game adaptations and so on and so forth. And as a result, even though it still kind of has that original sort of sketchy element to it, it's also the cleanest and smoothest the line art has ever been for uh, this strip, never mind. And I guess it's resonated big time with the readers because uh, not only did some of the original readers come back to read the Truthful Comics edition when I uploaded to Facebook, a flock of new readers joined in as well on Facebook and the reach and retention is doing incredibly well. Once again, doing a lot better than I ever would have imagined. And I just borrowed more manga elements like the toning and the shading to complement the artwork. And so far it seems to be working for the readers and it's happened to help their reading experience. So that makes me very happy as well. And it also challenges my, challenges me to keep growing and evolving as an artist as well. So in essence, the Truthful Comics Edition is being done without scripts and without character sheets, but are based on the original material that had already come before. So in a nutshell, that's pretty much all there is to how I handle the visual aspect of Nevermind. And now, before I sign off, Seeing how this is going to be both the year ender and a year starter, I just wanted to say a few words of gratitude and a few words of encouragement as well. First off, 
Thank you all so, so, so much for listening. When I made the original podcast, it had a great reception. And to see that this second season got an even better reception than the original one, it truly is humbling. I do enjoy making these podcasts, and I hope that the enjoyment shows through my voice every time I record these episodes and I'm talking with all of you. So, to you, my friends, if you're listening to this and wondering if you should or shouldn't do your own property, your own projects... Or maybe you already are working on your own project, but you're full of doubts and you may want to quit. I can only say that, at least for now, keep going. And if nobody has said it to you just yet, I believe in you. I wouldn't be doing these podcasts and videos talking about my own process if I didn't think you didn't have it in you to make your own creations as well. Because once again, these aren't necessarily how-tos. These are more like how I do things. And I put it out there just so that people can maybe compare and take notes compared to the way that they do things. And if they find something of value in what I'm doing that helps complement their own style, you know, that's fantastic. Or maybe they can listen to it and then tell me later on through a private message or a comment like, hey, this is how I do it. Maybe you could benefit from doing it this way as well. I will definitely keep an open mind to also learn as well. Like I mentioned before, I do, t- I do take feedback seriously, which is why I did adjust the artwork of Nevermind from time to time as well to, you know let people know that I do take feedback seriously and criticism and I will improve wherever I might need to show more improvement to provide a greater reading experience as well. So if you have any doubts, if you feel like you want to quit, like I want you to know right now, like I had so many doubts, so many doubts when I first made my comics and So many doubts when I even started making this podcast. And you know what? I have no regrets. Zero. Unless it is something that affects you either physically or your mental health. You should perhaps consider taking a break if you need to. And there is absolutely no shame in taking breaks if you believe that you need to. Because... At the end of the day, especially if you're a freelance creator or an independent creator, your mind and body is your most important tool. You know, unless you develop psychic abilities, you're going to need your hand, you're going to need your mouth, you're going to need your feet. However it is that you draw, you're still going to have to physically pick up a pencil or a stylus and draw on something. Or you still need to type or dictate into something or write on a notebook the story that you want to put out there. And you have to take care of that. You have to take care of your mind and your body. You have to be 
physically and mentally fit. And I'm not saying that you can't work through those problems. Um, if, if you've seen me from a long time ago, I definitely have worked through a lot of injuries and emotional obstacles myself as well. But I'm just saying that if it takes too big of a toll, even I have needed to take breaks sometimes as well. And you don't have to feel bad about that because you are the most important person to yourself. And not just that, you're someone else's important person as well. So you have to keep that in mind. You have to take care of yourself so that you can have a good, prosperous life. And as long as you have a good, prosperous life, that'll reflect in your material as well. You'll be able to notice your productivity go out there even further, at least in my case anyway. And if you do need to take a break, when you come back, I hope that you're going to come back even stronger and better than ever. And when you do come back, if you need to take a break, I'll be right there. I'll be the first one to be there to fist bump you and ask you, hey, what took you so long? Let's rock and roll. Thank you. And as always, stay creative, my friends always creative.